This is Dash Davis, and you're listening to Blue Coyote Podcast with Colby. Okay, great. We're recording. How are you doing, Darsh? I'm doing great. It's a great pleasure to be on your podcast, Colby. Thank you so much for inviting me, giving this opportunity to share my thoughts and have a conversation with you and your listeners. Definitely. Thank you. I'm excited as well, man. Um, I'm glad we could uh, set this up again. And, um, you know, we'll do a clear, concise episode. Uh, thank you, Darsh, you know, for um, being willing to talk, of course. Um, you know, I consider you a friend, man. Um, and we'll, uh, we've got some interesting things to talk about today. So let's um, let's get right into it. And why don't you uh, give us a little bit of background, Darsh? You know, um, how old are you? What is it you do? Um, you know, want to give us a bit of a rundown? Yeah, thank you so much once again. And yeah, I will give my intro. I'm Darsh. I'm a blogger, writer, management, finance graduate. And I like to create content uh, based on technology and other kind of educational content. And before I proceed, I would like to clarify that I'm here in my personal capacity and my opinions are my own opinions. And I, those opinions do not represent any organizations or any person I work with. And talking about that, I work with a lot of uh, different organizations, usually media companies and technology companies. And because of my volunteering as a horror writer, reviewer, and interviewer for Everlasting Hauntings, ehpodcast.com, we met because Paul Dulski, the founder, shared his interview, um, which you conducted, Colby. So that's why I discovered your awesome podcast and your work and that's how we met so shout out to paul and tessa of everlasting Houtings and uh, haunted vermont october spirit productions they're doing great work if you ever have any horror kind of stuff going on like horror comics horror movies uh, you want any support you can contact them on their website so besides horror i, I do my usual blogging motivational blogging financial blogging since my background is in finance and I consider education pretty important, whether it's psychology or traditional science, history. So I do some uh, educational blogging too, like sharing fun facts and important uh, events and other kind of stuff. And so I'm uh, 20, 28 years old and I'm currently pursuing my master's and also doing freelancing as a video editor, blogger, and it's it's been a great journey since I joined Everlasting Hunting, and, and I met a lot of great people, including yourself, Colby. And it's a great pleasure to be on this podcast and having a conversation. And yeah, it's going to be a conversation. And I'm not here to preach or educate. Yeah, I'm an open-minded person, just like Colby. And we are just going to have a discussion. And as you uh, uh, all the listeners have uh, heard me. I'm not from the traditional science background, but I do work as a science communicator. And what is a science communicator? It's just, you know, simplifying uh, complicated things about psychology, technology, uh, or any other traditional science, and uh, putting it out as a content like video blogs. So you can uh, expect uh, an unbiased and uh, honest kind of opinion about different things, uh, whether it's space, science, even harder, because I'm not originally from that industry. And I'm not even from the US. I'm currently based in Mumbai, India, but I work with a lot of US companies and uh, professionals. So I have a global exposure, and you can say international exposure and experiences. So I consider myself as a human first, and uh, it's it's a great opportunity to communicate with uh, everyone through YouTube or uh, Spotify and all other platforms on which this podcast is going to be broadcasted. So yeah, thank you once again, and that would be my intro. And we all know already, uh, Colby. So yeah, it's it's a great great opportunity. Thank you. Of course, thank you, Darsh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's um. And like, like you said, this isn't a, um, it's not meant to, to be a debate. As you mentioned, you know, we met through 
um, a mutual friend. Uh, you know, everybody's been connected, and um, and I well, I want to speaking of you know that uh, that connection through everlasting hauntings and haunted Vermont. We'll uh, we'll touch on that, but I just wanted to reiterate that I um, that this isn't like you said. It's a it's a discussion. You know, it's okay to uh, to let thoughts evolve and keep an open mind. You know, I've been doing this podcast for over uh, coming up on two years now and over 20 something episodes. I can think of things in the past that I've talked about, which I where I wish I could uh, clear something up, clarify that I was speculating or that my thinking was evolved. So, um, you know, it's a discussion rather than a debate, because a debate to me means that we're going into this trying to prove a point and we'll stand by that point at all costs. But it's really about keeping an open mind and uh, having a fascinating conversation. Um, you know, we're, we do this because it's fun. Otherwise, we uh, we wouldn't do the things that we do. Um, so just to, to get right into that, Darsh, I wanted to ask about um, uh, while we while we see the world uh, differently, you and I, there we do. There is a lot that we that we have in common. So what are your thoughts on? You're familiar with this podcast. It's uh, I talk a lot about spirituality and life itself. So, what what are your thoughts on on life? Do you believe in the human soul? Um, do you see our our existence as accidental, or what what is the purpose that you see in all of this? What what does uh the human soul mean to you, if if that's understandable? Yeah, soul for me is consciousness like we are conscious and we exist we are self-aware and like ghosts and a lot of different phenomena which is uh, difficult to prove in a lab soul is also not something we can prove in a laboratory or we can see like like we saw in harry potter and prisoners of azkaban and a lot of different literature, movies, uh, we have seen the exploration of soul and even paranormal investigation uh, is related to soul and ghosts. So we can say that soul is something that keeps us going on this heart, heart inside our body. So we, the science, the traditional science or scientists would say that uh, it's a genetic thing in our heart that keeps us going on. And like many other phenomenon, it's something that deserves a lot of research. And this soul thing is quite unique because we see different interpretations about soul when it comes to religion and different sciences too, and like metaphysics and physics, biology, everything and every kind of science or every kind of religion has different meaning and different interpretation of it. Like Hinduism believes in reincarnation, while Christianity believes soul going to heaven or hell. And the same goes for Judaism, Islam, and a lot of different religions and sects believe in different kind of things. So uh, if we respect everyone's opinion about soul, we can say that it's a significant factor uh, for uh, humankind and it's something that we should investigate. In fact, I'm sure that a lot of investigation is going on when it comes to philosophy and religious, you know, theosophy uh, and soul. And significance of uh, findings would be obviously uh, finding meaning behind life, like why humans are here. And this also connects with uh, astronomy and traditional science because uh, even though a lot of people, like a lot of scientists, think that aliens and finding aliens is kind of a stupid thing because uh, we won't be able to hear from any aliens uh, because our technology is not advanced enough. But this soul, soul factor and the meaning behind life is connected to aliens because if uh, humans are here for a purpose, uh, there must be uh, something that that is behind this universe and that's behind uh, other beings too, like aliens. 
if the, there is Earth, there there are other planets, and our solar system uh, has some evidence of life, but it's not that as strong as humans. So there is a lot of investigation and research that's supposed to go on, and we uh, unfortunately uh, we uh, might not be able to find the meaning of soul. Uh, as long as we are alive, because uh, these kind of research takes a lot of time, and it kind of depends on technology too. And uh, we are finding new ways of, you know, going to different places like deep down the sea uh, and finding alternatives to plastic and finding different kind of uh, methods. So I'm pretty sure that there will be some sort of breakthrough, but it has to yeah. be a collective effort by all countries and all all scientists and all uh, different sciences, traditional science, and even metaphysics and other uh, new new branches of investigation and science. So, so it, yeah, in, right. in short, I think, yeah, it's kind of complicated, but I do think that there is a possibility. Yeah, that would be my answer. Definitely. Um, a lot of that, to me, makes sense um, regarding the soul um, up, until, up until the point of um, looking at of the perspective where it's something that might be discovered at some point, because to me, um, the world around us is a representation of the soul. You know, I truly believe that nature is consciousness. The, what we see in the sky is a form of consciousness as are we. Um, so to me, um, even the sub, even something like aliens, um, I don't, I don't not believe in aliens, um, even, or, or other dimensions or other realities to me, it's just something that is experienced inward through consciousness. So, um, you know, let's stick with aliens for a second. I, um, I'm, I'm open when it comes. Okay. So to, I will, I'll circle back to aliens here. Um, when it comes to a space organization, um, do I believe that there's deception at some level? Yeah, there has to be. But do I think that all of that funding and work and research is being done for something? Yeah, that's quite that's quite possible too. I think that that would make sense. So something like aliens, um, I believe that we're in a realm rather than on a ball in outer space. So aliens could be something that's far away in the realm, or it could be interdimensional beings i just see it as i just minus the vacuum of space essentially and i know that that sounds outlandish given the the international narrative on the subject but i would just like to something that i would like to clarify to my own audience and everybody listening is that i for my my life throughout my life um i've i've always been aware of the the official narrative so you know, I'm well aware of the space concept, but even after having accepted that, my thinking on the matter has elevated or evolved. And and I see this as a, um, a realm of existence, and I, I agree on the matter of the soul. But to me, it's a matter of look no farther than, than the sunrise or your look in the mirror, you know, anything um, to... to understand and see the soul is to see life in my opinion so i just think i think that we've uh, all bought into this idea that there are authorities on the matter that can answer these questions for us but i see that as an offer a rubric that you could accept to understand reality but you don't have to accept that and our own interpretations are just as valid yeah, I agree with you. And like like you said, and like I have heard and seen uh, throughout my time uh, in in this land of India, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, and all a lot of religions uh, can, can consider uh, soul as a part of nature, like trees, animals, even uh, things like uh, different kind of planets, like they are alive and they are, they are their own being. And like you said, it's not something that only somebody expert can say. We we can have our own own opinion, and we can have our own uh, experience too. So 
so yeah you're you're definitely right about it and it's kind of a subjective matter and it's not something that that's uh, rigid or strict and open to interpretations I agree with you definitely so I'm um <clears throat> I'm curious um I you know I've expressed how how I see the world so um just if you could darsh I'm I'm curious when aside from things that we can look up on the internet or watch in um on TV or read about um when you when you are in if you were to just step outside right what to you signals that we're living on um on a spinning ball and I, I asked that question of, as you know, um, with respect, I, you know, I genuine, I'm genuinely wanting to know. I just want to clarify that for the audience. What, what, what to you shows the world as, um, as a sphere? Yeah, I agree with you that this is like an open-minded question, just a curious question. And uh, like you said, the narrative, and I've heard this, like narrative is pretty, pretty bad like group thinking is bad so i appreciate this question and for me first of all when you when it comes to observation uh, what i observe is sunset and sunrise obviously uh, if it was a flat earth uh, i would expect the sun suns or moon's ball to increase in size and decrease when uh, it's day or night instead of just having this dawn and sunset uh, when it comes to the sphere uh, sphere of sun and moon and going up and down uh, on the horizon instead of uh, minimizing or maximizing like going far away and uh, coming coming close to our planet now i i know that there are different models of uh, even flat earth and i have seen that and there are lots of different models and it's based on ancient literature and that has been one of the criticism about flat earth that there are lots of models and a globe globe model uh, which the traditional science or the mainstream science as uh, we, we can say uh, believes in and because the globe and or sphere Sphere model is uh, is only one model. Like scientists don't believe in different kind of spheres. Uh, they they only believe just one sphere. While on the other hand, the flat Earth has different models. But uh, yeah, that thing put aside. Uh, another observation would be the shadows. Like the sh shadows have di different kind of aspect to them instead of just being flat on Earth. And then there's field of view, because uh, we, we all know about stars and, you know, how the, the astronomy and uh, astrology is different, but astrology takes from astronomy uh, when it comes to patterns of stars. So there are some patterns uh, which you can see from some uh, countries, while you cannot see them from other countries. And then there is obviously eclipse. And the lunar uh, lunar shadow is curved shadow. It's not a plain shadow. Like it's not a line. There's a curve on the shadow, and you can see the eclipse and how it happens. Uh, is because usually Earth is between sun and moon, and that's how lunar eclipse happens, and then right. solar eclipse happens. And obviously there are flat Earth models related to that too. But the main problem is that there is a lot of uh, research and literature on both sides, but uh, you can you can say that this <clears throat> lack of consistency when it comes to flat Earth, and there's a consistency and uh, evidence um, based on a lot of research and a lot of people from years. So that's why uh, that's why a lot of people believe in whatever is being taught in universities or you can say on the internet, because it's, it's what yeah, a, lot, a lot of people, their grandfathers, their grandmothers believed in, their fathers, their mothers yeah. believed in, and now they are, uh, they are taught to believe in. So, uh, like I said, I'm not here to like preach, or I'm not just yeah. educating like 
I'm just yeah describing what's happening and what. Here, let's um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, yeah, you um, get the idea, right? <laughs> right, right. I want to, yeah, let's um, not unload uh, too much at once. I wanted to, uh, I understand your uh, your line of thinking, Darsh. I want to uh, back up to the, um, to the, of what I um, had asked, you know, if you go right outside, what do you see? What to you points to the, the mainstream, most popular model, um, you know, and you reference something like the sun and the moon always, um, or the, it's it doesn't, they don't change a lot of flat earthers flat earth researchers will say that the sun and the moon are moving in the sky so it would when as they move away from you they should decrease in size or increase in size as they come towards you it's my understanding that <clears throat> they do appear at different at sometimes they will approach or appear at uh, larger or smaller sizes not constant in the way that you we're probably suggesting, but let's remember that it just because it's not working or it's not appearing that exact way that you're assuming, it doesn't mean that it is working that the um, in the heliocentric way as well. You know, the sun and the moon not appearing and the exact um, way that you. So if you look at the Earth as a level motionless, motionless plane. It's, it could be seen as a thinking error to assume right away that the sun and the moon would have to work in a certain way. Let's remember that there, I see them as luminaries and they are somewhere that we've never been. So it doesn't, just based off what the sun and the moon do, we don't know how they work. They're somewhere that we've never been. So we can't uh, assume exactly what their function should be, right? That doesn't turn just the, that doesn't turn that doesn't curve the ground right that doesn't explain water sticking to the outside of a sphere and you also touched on the eclipse right there are shadows or shades seen on these luminaries um, at predictable times of the year there's a lot of different theories on what could be happening but it's an assumption to think that earth is casting that shadow you know you referenced ancient 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 literatures and understandings and that that's another one of them right a lot of that that heliocentric um doctrine or philosophy is based on ancient assumptions like the eclipse or ships disappearing over the horizon but anyone with a zoom camera telescope or binoculars can pull a boat back into view far beyond where it's supposed to be seen um so like like I said, uh, I just wanted to touch on on those points. Um, any clarifying questions you have, fire away or expand with your thoughts. Um, but I think that is pretty much what I wanted to say for that. Um, I've heard you often reference the work, right? The work of these people, what people have believed for a long time. Um, and it's not it's not all for nothing. It just I think that there are. Uh, fabrications or twists to the story that have led the population astray and for for reasons that we can uh, get into but here you go, go uh, run with the baldar i'll pass it back off to you yeah i i appreciate your open-mindedness and i agree with that immediately when you step outside there might not be a lot of direct evidence and i i think that like you respected people who did work uh, when it comes to traditional science. I also think that, like you said, a lot, there are a lot, lot of people doing research on flat earth model and flat earth theories. So I appreciate that because, like I said, group thinking is bad. And unless we ask questions, uh, we, we will n never uh, be able to establish a main, mainstream branch of science or mainstream uh, thinking. And it's it's a great thing, and there are lots of different things that we can discuss. But obviously, uh, a lot of things are already on internet, so mentioning them here would not be a good idea because that that would be just uh, a waste of time. Because uh, a lot it, these discussions can go on for hours because obviously internet has a lot of stuff when it comes to both sides of argument. So yeah, uh, I think you know time zones and gravity and all the all that kind of stuff 
you can uh, you can say that these discussions are better kept on the internet because you know uh, the discussion through text uh, takes less time because uh, we are just discussing and you know having uh, having this podcast episode to make people curious you know so that they can do their own research and they can form form their own opinion so i yeah i really appreciate this so you can uh, please uh, carry on yeah definitely that's um that's a good point to bring up that i was thinking myself you know we don't um it is just a, an, an open minded discussion um to get you know to get the brain going that's what it's all about we won't go through uh like you said it it all it all exists already um you know the the globe model um the, yeah both sides right bo- both sides you can look at it you know like yeah was, lots of literature on the internet and everywhere even printed yeah. literature yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and that's and i've i've come to understand that for myself right i i do this podcast and and I enjoy it and uh, I'll have whatever discussion I'm going to have, but I don't think I'm not setting out to recreate all the work that's already there. Like um, people like Eric Dubay or Dave Weiss, ODD TV, they've, they've, uh, they've done that. And I can point people in that direction. You have, you know, you're the, uh, the mainstream model to, uh, to point to. Um, So if you have any more thoughts on, on earth we can talk about we can talk about that but i want of course on this podcast too we can um it's all about consciousness and and i love the paranormal as people know um so darsh i would like to ask you what is your um transitioning here and just into a different topic that i see as to me connects to all of this what is your um experience with the paranormal what has what got you into uh because I'm, I'm personally, I'm not much of a, I appreciate artwork and the, uh, I love the Halloween um, realm and the paranormal realm, but I'm not much of a, a slasher guy per se. I'm, or a gore guy. I'm in more into the, uh, the paranormal, the ghost and spirits aspect of things. Um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with the audience, but what, what, what is your, what got you into the paranormal? What's your experience with ghosts and the supernatural? Yeah, I'm also like you. I appreciate all the Halloween and paranormal influences in media and even in real life, like people gossiping about haunted houses or uh, their relatives appearing in dreams and all sort of stuff. So paranormal to me uh, started since childhood, obviously, because of the movies, cartoons, Scooby-Doo and... Uh, then I kind of grew up as a teenager. Uh, I saw zombie movies. I saw other kind of mainstream movies. Then uh, obviously The Conjuring and other uh, horror literature, horror media, obviously novels and then music. So uh, when I first um, met Paul and Tessa, I thought that they are doing a great work by supporting other independent creators. And this kind of connects with me too, because I started liking horror because of the horror literature and films. And why? Because the people who are working in the horror industry are really passionate. Uh, Like, you know, researchers do their research and uh, these people, like musicians, mov- uh, movie creators, and comic or novel creators, they are really passionate. So supporting them is a great thing. And the horror music, horror movies, they are quite entertaining. And they are pretty great to watch. And when it comes to reality, though, like he, uh, you just said, uh, when you go outside, what makes you think that earth is not flat in the same way uh, when you go outside at night what makes you think that there are ghosts or there's something paranormal now uh, this is another thing that uh, causes a lot of heated debates on the internet because evidence is often blurry and paranormal investigators are you know trying their best to get a solid evidence because they're not trying to fool us. Like most of the paranormal investigators 
are honest and they want scientific kind of proof and when it comes to scientific like something that's almost real so again like this this definitely connects with this subject of soul because uh, if we if we can consider a, a ghost or a monster as someone or something that's a reality it should appear before camera or it should be something we can experience with our eyes so as a child i never experienced anything even while growing up i think uh, most of the things that we experience as a child is because uh, we are afraid or we are afraid and in a sense we are afraid because we are you know young young at age and we don't really know uh, much about the world so we, we interpret sounds or we interpret light as something paranormal and as we grow up uh, you might or the audience might also uh, and think that this is something happened with them too as you grow up you stop uh, fearing darkness you stop fearing going out alone in the forest simply because we know uh, what's happening around us and uh, what what this world is all about the, the animals uh, or uh, the, the the atmosphere so there is no such thing as ghosts but even if we consider ghosts as real like paranormal investigators are grown grown up people they consider ghosts as real but still they are not afraid they are there and they are trying to get the evidence so uh, this this is how uh, how this a paranormal investigation connects with soul and ghost because they are grown up people and they are there to find it and we are also grown up people and we are not actively trying to find it but we often see lights we often see we often see some sort of evidence that often turns out to be some animal like dog cat or wild animal or even the bigfoot yeah this is a good good topic to discuss like bigfoot or sasquatch or mothman uh, all of these investigations have happened in the us and all around the world and uh, there there has been evidence but the, the evidence itself is questionable so i i kind of think in the same way like the soul there is a possibility but there is not enough evidence to provide credibility to the investigation and investigation itself has to be you know self funded i have seen a lot of paranormal investigators funding the investigations themselves because you know it's kind of difficult to find a sponsor and in order to find a sponsor you have to have a show and that show has to be entertaining and it there has to be some uh, thrills like a horror movie and you know in order to create a thrill uh, you have to f- falsify and that's where a lot of investigators uh, don't like it because they don't like falsifying it they, they want to find the truth and the only truths they find is you know scary shots of houses so uh, summarizing all of this uh, since childhood i never experienced anything paranormal but i always had this doubt that uh, is there a possibility what happens to people if they uh, die Uh, without their consent like you know uh, when we die uh, as an elder person when we are old uh, we are kind of satisfied with life like we have done our career we we have lived our life we had family or we had done most of the things but if there's accident or there's suicide what really happens and uh, when it comes to traditional science or logical interpretation uh, we can say that nothing happens like you know they die in a different way uh, in the same way it, it just like old elder people but they just die early or in in a in a weird circumstances uh, in an unwanted circumstances right so yeah so i think that this is kind of complicated thing but there has to be a investigation not just by experts but also by ourselves like you say Uh, we need to constantly observe uh, observe everything and we need to uh, keep on reading keep on listening and this is true also for space and traditional science right, right. i want the listeners to you know listen to your podcast and uh, also listen to other uh, traditional or mainstream people and then uh, read everything watch everything and then decide for their themselves 
like you said, we shouldn't buy into any narrative, uh, even mainstream narrative. We, we should uh, investigate ourselves because, you, you know, everyone is intelligent. We, we uh, don't give credit to ourselves, but we are humans and we are, we are capable of doing anything and every research. We are, we are intelligent beings. Yeah, exactly, man. That's, that, that's a big point that I try to express with this podcast is that there's no, it, um, that everybody that just human, human capability, like you said, every, everybody has just as much of a valid chance to come to understandings and to understand and create as anyone else. Um, and uh, like, and you know, going with that, the this paranormal topic, there, there's so much to consider, like you just expressed. And as I've mentioned throughout this uh, podcast, there, it, there has been um, there, something that I want to clarify for for my podcast and my audience. Um, expand on more an idea is that science is something where faith doesn't have to be involved. Is how I would put it, where is testable, observable, and repeatable, right? That's that's the scientific method. We don't have to trust the tests observ- and observations of others. We can do it for ourselves. It's observable. Um, and that's doesn't always, that's really not how, the, that's why it's called, the paranormal is called the paranormal. It doesn't exactly work that way. Um, I can, as I've expressed, and I could again, I have my own take on the matter, my own uh, broad takes on, on reality. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm comfortable not knowing certain things. That's, that's part of it. Like exactly where we are or exactly how it works. I can understand that I can't possibly grasp all of that. But what I want to say about the paranormal is no, it doesn't work in a, sometimes we can do a test and get an observation, but is it, is it repeatable when it comes to spirits and, or ghost hunting and the paranormal? No, almost never. Like like you're saying. Um, but yeah, it, we cannot test it. Definitely, right. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It can't necessarily be tested. But um, there's there's something I there's there's something to it, right? Like you're like you're saying. A lot of the time, um, there are so many factors to consider in any experience. But um, then there are those ones that are those experiences that are way less explainable right and i've um i've shared um a lot of stories a lot of stories on here um about how that how that's uh, happened for myself but um there's there's a there's something to it and uh and when i look at you know it's kind of circling back to the the globe and versus uh what i like to call the the realm or realm earth most possibly known as flat earth um, or our plane of existence, as I like to call it, is that we're we were kind of we're born into what I think we could both agree on is we are born into a, a way of life and a way of thinking, right? That mainstream way of thinking, and and yeah, that, you're right. Yes, right. yes, spoon fed, spoon fed information. Yes, we definitely are, and and part of that that spoonful is would say no there's no such thing as ghosts and while we can agree it's not it's really hard to apply actual science to spirits really hard to do but why is part of that spoonful that it doesn't exist why is there why is there that nudge to not trust ourselves? right like you're saying i've had experiences no i can't necessarily say for sure it was caused by something supernatural I've had other ones where I personally will stand by the fact that it is. But why is there that narrative that that official narrative that tells me no? That's that's an interesting thing to think about for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Good points. So, um, what has your uh, you explore the the concepts of reality as well? So, you know, you talk you brought up uh, Bigfoot and and cryptids. I know you don't have, um, you said you haven't had any supernatural experience, but what has your, uh, what has your research showed you about, about cryptid stars? Are you, do you feel pretty certain that they, that they are around us? Do they just, do they keep themselves hidden? What, what's, what's your take? Yeah. The first time I heard about cryptids is through my work with 
Paul and Tessa on uh, Everlasting Haunting because there's small town monsters. There's this company that creates uh, documentaries about cryptids and Mothman and uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot. These cryptids, like you said earlier, about different realms or dimensions, definitely there is a chance of them hiding themselves in some fourth, fifth or sixth, some other dimension or even some other planet if we consider that as a theory. But again, there's a possibility because uh, a lot of evidence and a lot of witnesses have claimed that they have seen uh, Mothman, they have seen uh, Bigfoot. But then again, the, there are people, skeptics, who think that the evidence is not sufficient. Of course, uh, when it comes to paranormal or uh, cryptids, the evidence is never sufficient. Because unless they are in front of us, like a lion or a tiger or a bear, uh, we won't be able to uh, we won't be able to believe that they are real. So if they are real uh, and if they are hiding themselves, they, they must be pretty intelligent. And if they are intelligent, they, they might as well be aliens and they, they might want to outsmart humans. And if that's, that's the case, then why are they hiding and will they ever reveal themselves? Like, are they planning some sort of invasion? And these kind of thoughts might be considered outrageous because, of course, they are not logical uh, when it comes to our everyday life because uh, the, the animals we see and the reality we see uh, that that the reality has no place for such abnormal things like uh, something that's ancient like even even dinosaurs and the mothman and some cryptids are linked to uh, ancient dinosaurs like loch ness monster is considered as an encrypted and there are people who are still trying to investigate and then there are some people who uh, who say that uh, yeah Loch Ness monster is there but we won't be able to find Loch Ness monster because uh, if we want to find Loch Ness monster we need to empty the lock lock means the lake and since it's impossible we won't be able to find Loch Ness monster because the lake is so deep so this is the reason why there's always scope for research. There's always scope for investigation. And if you have to have some sort of a timeline when it comes to research, otherwise we are just going to uh, keep doing research. And uh, if that research requires funding, we are, we are not going to uh, complete our research. There has, there has to be right. some, yeah, some sort of goal for that. And so summarizing it, like, yes, there is possibility of cryptids. And like you said, there, there is possibility of having different dimensions. Even scientists, some scientists believe in dimensions. Then there are some scientists who believe in tra time travel. Like, uh, scientists do believe that time travel right now is not a possibility. But these, these kind of topics that we consider as non-mainstream uh, are kind of discussed in mainstream sciences, like physics, astronomy and and they kind of are open-minded and that's why i want i want the audience to be open-minded with mainstream science too and mainstream science people because not not all of them are bad like a lot of people are open-minded so you can definitely discuss with them about these concepts so yeah 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 uh, having open-mindedness is a good thing for both sides when it comes exactly. to science exactly, or, and science, like you said, is not something that's uh, physics, physics, uh, biology, or something. Science is uh, so anything that we can, anyone can do, like you know, observing and trying to find uh, uh, testable evidence about anything. And that's science. Science is not something complicated. It's it's, it's an activity. It's something like testing something out uh, and finding whether it's true or not. That's science. Like exactly, man. I mean, like yeah. Like yeah, you mentioned, it, uh, mentioned on your podcast, it's not something complicated. Exactly, it's, it's very, yeah. it's very simple. And to me, 
uh, truths are as well. Very simple. And, um, you know, to, to touch on a lot, some of those points that you brought up again, there's so much to consider. And, um, and when it comes to, uh, but uh, we, we just, you ended on the, um, the concept of, uh, a lot of people in what, what, um, my, my audience or truth in the, what we, a lot of people would call the, the truth or the, uh, community or the conspiracy community there's a kind of this on um there isn't there aren't actually sides to these conversations is the point that i'm trying to make there's not actually sides what what um what is looked at as a mainstream it's all just made up of people right who are who are doing a job yeah it's just it's just people it's not and there's overlap in opinions and just because but as um we i feel like we've been conditioned part of that spoonful that we're talking about we're spoon-fed things and part of that is uh, this idea of good guys versus bad guys people get get their heels dug in on a certain stance and then view opposite opinions as bad or something that they're competing against when in in reality there is we're human beings trying to figure out our existence and while some things that have been put in place have gone awry it doesn't mean that uh that everybody involved in something or what you see as involved in something is bad or doing something wrong and um i wanted just to get back on the uh the original question of the the cryptids um you know when we talk about them existing uh cryptids existing interdimensionally right like like they're here or they are um and that, but they can transition. I, it's a, uh, it's fascinating. And something that ends up, uh, and I wanted to connect this, connect that to the point of um, Antarctica, that that maybe this realm is a lot bigger than it seems, and uh, there could be other kind of beings existing far away physically, like the this realm is physically bigger than we think, or it's it is it works interdimensionally, which I very much so trust myself i think it could be part of both um and what we don't know we don't know and i'm comfortable with that and just like what i my criticism of the mainstream is is that faith-based acceptance of models that have been presented to people like the to me the heliocentric model has been presented to people and is accepted with faith rather than firsthand knowledge and actual experience and um and uh and there are reasons for that it's not necessarily the conversation that we're having today but i just wanted to touch on the point too that a lot of uh once once that's uh isn't taken as fact anymore a lot of people who uh flat earth researchers or people who pursue alternative ideas end up um coming to their own their own assumptions what can't be known for sure and coming up with their own models and uh presenting it almost as fact sometimes as actual fact but i just wanted to uh to remind the audience that that's something to be wary of and um and darsh man i think that this conversation that we're having is a really great example of uh of just keeping an open mind and understanding our our humanity yeah yeah go ahead and like yeah i agree with you like you said there are no sides and there is a gray area and overlapping theories like i said a lot of scientists, even I get surprised when scientists uh, discuss aliens, scientists discuss time travel or ghosts, because uh, as a science communicator or a content creator, I observe that uh, scientists don't discuss unscientific things. And if they consider flat Earth as unscientific, then ghosts, aliens, and interdimensional travel, uh, all of that is also kind of an unscientific kind of thing. So that that's the signal that they are open-minded. So having uh, an open-minded conversation uh, with people and having an open mind and reading uh, literature and reading uh, on the internet or watching watching uh, videos that discuss all of these things, whether it's uh, flat Earth or whether it's globe or whether it's about paranormal or cryptids, and this this is the way to go because uh, self-education. And self-observation is the way to go because when we discover something ourselves, then we can be sure that this is true. 
instead of just um, being told that this is true or this is not true. And this is why your podcast uh, is a, a good way of people uh, trying to be curious and trying to uh, do a citizen level of research themselves and be researchers themselves. And being a researcher is not something that requires a degree or requires a PhD. Anyone can be a researcher because research means to search again, to search for knowledge, uh, for truth again. Like you repeatedly try to investigate on a particular topic. And that's what you do. And I really appreciate your open-mindedness and your honesty when it comes to uh, researching, when it comes to uh, having a conversation with so many different people, including myself. So thank you, Colby. This is a great conversation, definitely. Absolutely, Darsh. Um, definitely. Uh, I think we've um, we've really hit the nail on the head today as far as what, what we wanted to express. And um, I think that that's such a great quote to, uh, to research means to search again. And, um, and this has just been a really great concept of open-mindedness. And I feel like we're, um, we're coming up on an hour and to me, what feels like a, a natural stopping place. Um, and so unless you have, uh, any other closing statements, Darsh, I want to say, uh, uh, thank you for uh, for talking today. This has been great. Um, so any closing statements and uh, let people know where to find you. Yeah, I would like to say thank you for your time and for your service for people in creating this podcast and putting out these episodes. And I think you are doing a great work when it comes to uh, encouraging people to have an open mind and encouraging people to search for truth. And I would like to also uh, tell the audience, thanks for listening and always have an open mind, like study physics, astronomy, biology, and also continue doing whatever you're doing, like uh, do, do everything that you love and also be open-minded when it comes to uh, other theories and other people's opinions and try to find the truth for yourself. And I, I would like to thank Everlasting Huntings for indirectly uh, giving me this opportunity because because of them, I met you. So yeah, thanks to Paul Dilsky and Tessa Baker of Everlasting Huntings. If you wanna uh, read or listen to anything horror related, go to ehpodcast.com. And you all of you can find me on the internet by searching Darush Davis that will uh, uh, share my Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel too. So you can find my work there. And yeah, have an open mind, take care of yourself and don't be so hard on yourself. Like don't, don't think that you don't know anything because most of the scientists, most of the people out there don't know some aspect of life or some aspect of some, some theory. So there's always, scope for knowing more things. So don't ever consider yourself as someone who doesn't know something. Uh, always consider yourself as a student. And we are all students. We are all learning in this life. This life is an experience. And like Colby said, it's something to be experienced. And there's soul, there's, there's this consciousness everywhere. So yes, take care of yourself and wishing you all a, a great future ahead. Thank you for this opportunity once again, Colby. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, you have a great night. I'm going to get the day started. Make sure I hit stop recording here, and um, I'll talk to you soon, Darsh. Yeah, have a, have a great day. Then. <laughs>